Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 30th of December. Good to have you aboard the final edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 in the year 2022 of our Lord. That's right, the last show of this year. The next time we talk, it'll be on Monday. Granted, we have It's Still Real to Me. That's tomorrow, Pro Wrestling Show with my pal Joe Eleven, which we drop every Saturday. So that, of course, is under Zaslow Show 2.0. But the next edition of Zaslow Show 2.0 will be on Monday. It'll be a new year. That's right. So hope everybody is getting your plans ready for the weekend. Whatever you're going to do, you want to stay safe. You, you don't... Look... You don't need to go out and do it all up. That's amateur hour, all right? 
you're able to go out. See, here's what we got going on tomorrow. And by the way, of course, everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is always presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Wouldn't be here right now being able to do this show if not for my friends at Anna Jar and Levine. If you're dealing with a personal injury, if you had an accident, you, you call 911 first, and then you call Anna Jar and Levine, where you get a lawyer on the phone right away. That's right, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733, title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0. You make sure you let them take care of all the things outside of your health. You get right, you get back to health, get back to full strength, and they're going to get you money that you deserve. That's their specialty. No one's better. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. But... Make sure you don't get into any accidents this weekend. You got to be very careful, all right? Like I said, it, it, it's amateur hour, you know, with New Year's. You, you don't need to go down to South Beach. You don't need to go to Las Olas. You, you don't need to go downtown Del Rey. You, you don't need to do that. Like, here's what we got going on tomorrow. The Zaslow family, we're meeting up with some of our other friends, all right, with their family. We're going out to an early dinner. That's right. We're actually going to Tap 42 in Davie. I like That's a good spot. I like that place. So we're going out to an early dinner tomorrow night, and then we're going to come back to the Zaslow Mansion, and we're going to have some drinks, and we're not even going to come close to making it to midnight. Not even close. No chance. Can't stay up till midnight. It's way too late. So we're getting this thing going early. We're going to have a great time. We're going to booze it up. And, and look, this is a very big sports weekend, starting with tonight. And tomorrow night, of course, you got the, which, by the way, true or false, college football playoff snuck up on your ass. That's right. Snuck up on your ass. I mean, I it, tomorrow, we have a major college football day. It's we, like, the college football's lost all the momentum. But I, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do about it. You, you, the kids, they are student-athletes. They're, they get winter break. And on top of winter break, you have, you have final exams and all that. So I, there's no real answer to it. It's always been like this. But it does feel like college football has lost momentum. But we got some we got some major bowl games. We have the major bowl games tomorrow. Uh, no spoilers here, but probably in big game or not a big game. That's right. It's a Friday show. It's the last show of the year. Thanks to everybody who has made the the first two months of Zaslow Show 2.0. Thanks to everyone who's made the first two months of Zaslow Show 2.0 a big success. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you long time. And certainly can't do this without all of your support out there. So we're a couple months into Zaslow Show 2.0. It's the last show of the year 2022. And I'm, ver- I'm eternally grateful to you guys. My sponsors, I love you guys as well. Can't do this. Can't keep it going without you guys either. And my future sponsors, I love you guys as well. So if you're looking to get on board Zaslow Show 2.0, if you think that we could partner up, if you think this is good for you, if it's good for me, we could see if we could work something out. You can go to my Twitter bio, and you got the email address there for advertising. It's real easy to remember anyway. JonathanZaslow at gmail.com. Hey, it, it, you look, come on. You, you don't need to use too much memory to wind up remembering that, all right? So if you want to get involved in the show for the start of the year, there you go. Perfect opportunity. We can partner up. I love you a long time. All right. So again, huge thank you to everybody out there. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. It's for the algorithm, all right? And then I get the monies, and then it all works out for everybody. So here's what we got coming up on the show today. Already told you, 
We got we got big game, not big game. It's Friday. You know what I'm talking about, all right? I got my Johnny Cuba hat going on here. That's right. Going to start my weekend with a refreshing German lager brought to us by Johnny Cuba. You know how we do. Get yourself a six-pack. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. You got specials on six-pack cans. Holiday specials right now. So go pick up a six-pack of Johnny. And remember, stay tranquilo. Keep sending me the videos, by the way. A few of you guys, Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners. Like yesterday, Julian. Great listener, Julian. Cracked open a six-pack of Johnny. He he wants that case. He's wondering, where's the case of Johnny Cuba? Uh, maybe it's coming soon. I don't know. But... He cracked open a six-pack of Johnny last night. He sent me the video. I love it. I reposted on my Instagram. You know that's good. If 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 you support the show, you got to support the sponsors as well. So great job there by Julian sending me the video there, cracking open a Johnny to get his weekend started early on a Thursday night. I look good looking. I look good with this hat on, right? Not just because I don't have the hair anymore, but just this is a good-looking hat. So come on now. All right. Here's what we got going on today. Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert. He's going to give us the fantasy football tips for the weekend for week 17 of the NFL, which got going last night with a Cowboys 27-13 win over the Titans. I watched not a single play. Not a single play of this game last night. We'll get to why in a moment. But the Cowboys got things going there last night. And a really weird scenario. Like, they didn't bench Malik Willis. They're, they're resting him for next week. They... Derrick Henry probably could have played They're keeping him for next week because win or lose last night, and they lost, and Jacksonville, win or lose this weekend at Houston, game's totally inconsequential to both teams. They, 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 they're going to play. Well, I shouldn't say inconsequential to both teams because if a bunch of things happened, one of them can make, this, make the last wild card spot, but they're not focused on the wild card. They're focused on winning the division, all right? And the division comes down to next week, no matter what happened this week with either team. Really quirky as far as all the tie breaks go. And the winner of the game next week, Jacksonville and Tennessee, will host Wild Card Weekend, will win the AFC South. So that game didn't mean anything for Tennessee. It sucks if you're a fantasy football owner. Now, we got Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He's going to join us coming up today. Uh... It's likely your championship game for fantasy football if you're still alive. And if you got Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry has carried you here, that sucks. Because the game, in in a weird quirk, the game meant nothing for Tennessee. And next week actually means everything for Tennessee. So they get to rest. They get to sit Derrick Henry. But it totally screws your fantasy team. So that sucks. That's a shame that it works out like that. Anyway, so... Week 17 got going last night. Jamie will help us with everything that's going on this weekend for your fantasy football championship. Also, Evan Washburn, he's going to be roaming the sidelines this weekend. NFL on CBS, it's Ian Eagle and Charles Davis that have the Dolphins and Patriots. Evan Washburn's roaming the sidelines. He's going to join us. He's going to make his debut on Zaslow Show 2.0. So we'll get him on the Zoom call. We'll talk to him about Dolphins and Patriots. We'll see what he's got for us going into this weekend's game. So that's what we have planned for the show today. I do want to tell you a little bit about last night before we get into Dolphins, and we'll do a little bit of heat too, as the Heat are are embarking. They begin a five-game road trip, which is tonight. It's actually the first night of a back-to-back, all right? The road trip starts out tonight in Denver, and tomorrow night they're in Utah. Uh, so there you have it. But 
before we get to the Heat, before we get to the Dolphins, last night, I didn't watch any of the football game because I was at WWE Live. Appreciate all the Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners. Nobody texted me last night and gave me a spoiler on what was going on with the Panthers. I watched it when I got home. We'll get to that in a second. I recorded the game. But I went last night with my younger son, Jordan. We went to WWE Live at FTX Arena. Great show. Great show. I love the house shows, man. And I love getting the messages from you guys. You can message me at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Also on Instagram where I'm, I'm a very serious influencer at Zaslow J. And I love getting the messages from you guys who had a great time at the show last night. So the big difference, and I, I was discussing this with my son. My son loves house shows. And like I'm saying, hey, why do you like house shows so much? And, and he knows the right answers. Well, there's no time constraints on the matches. The matches are all long. There's no TV breaks. You're not sitting there. You go to a WWE show like tonight, WWE SmackDown is in Tampa, which is actually a monster show. John Cena's returning. Roman Reigns is fighting. Oh my God, what a night it's going to be. And so tonight, you have WWE SmackDown is in Tampa. And if you're at the show, it's going to be a great show, but you'll be sitting around for six, seven, eight minutes at a time doing nothing because there's commercial breaks or there's backstage segments and you're watching on the big screen there. But at a house show, nonstop action, long matches, and... The the superstars interact so much with the crowd. Like, for instance, I'll tell you right quick, Bray Wyatt wrestled last night, which is a big deal. The wrestling fan, make sure you're watching and listening to It's Still Real to Me tomorrow on Zazzle Show 2.0. And Bray Wyatt wrestled last night. Crowd went, crowd loves him. Crowd went crazy last night. He's knocking some of the ring rust off. So after the match, he stopped and took selfies or signed an autograph for every fan who was sitting in the front not just around the ring but on the aisle on the ramp going back up the stage stopped and I mean it took about 15 minutes he stopped and took selfies with everyone it was I was very impressed and I'm not a huge Bray Wyatt fan but I think maybe I am now I was very impressed with that stopped and took a picture or a selfie or an autograph chatted I mean with Everyone. It's really impressive. House shows are a lot of fun. I highly recommend next time you got a chance to take your kid, you want to go to the game, go to the game. You want to go to the, um, you want to go see the show, go see some pro wrestling. You'll have a great time. So we had a great time last night. It was really fun. I thought it was a really good crowd. Miami is, is, Miami's usually shit crowds for pro wrestling, usually bad. But except for like one pocket, which is where I was taking a bunch of pictures and you could see like, oh man, it looks empty. Except for like that pocket right there, the lower level was pretty packed. It, w- it was pretty full. Crowd was loud. Crowd was into it. Main event was great. Uh, it was, I thought it was an excellent crowd and an excellent show. Really fun. And Ronda Rousey wrestled. She sh- did not expect to see her. That got a big pop from the crowd. So everyone, and it makes sense because she's wrestling. She's defending the title tonight in Tampa. So she does the house show in Miami and then she drives up to Tampa, you, you know, last night and you do SmackDown, you do TV. So anyway, uh, I appreciate, you know, my, my friends there at, uh, at the Miami Heat. And of course, my guys there at WWE uh, set me up really, really great time. Appreciate you. You guys are really good to me and, and the Zaslow family. All right. Anyway, anyway, so. Let, let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to the serious business. Before we um, welcome Evan Washburn on the show, and we'll, we'll do some more Dolphins with him, you're going to find out about your favorite football team this weekend. You're going to find out about the team in general. You're going to find out about the head coach. 
hopefully he plays, you'll find out a little bit about Bradley Chubb this weekend. That's right, he's new. You know, Bradley Chubb, are we going to get what we're paying for? Are we going to get what we're paying for? And are we going to get a return on what we traded for? You know, you can't fault Chris Greer in this spot. And Chris Greer has done an excellent job this year. I was very hard on Chris Greer. Very deserved. But he's done an excellent job putting the pieces together and giving this team the opportunity to win. And one of those was Bradley Chubb. There's only so much the general manager can do. Now it's up to the players or coaches. Now it's up to Bradley Chubb. So I know he was playing with a club on his hand last week. He's, I, I guess he's questionable for this weekend. If he, pl- like, he needs to get out there and play. Play through it, man. But, you know, double up on the club. Bradley Chubb's got to play this weekend, you know? You got to suck it up. Now, not to say that he's not tough, but he's got to play this weekend, and he's got to come up big, give the Dolphins a return on their investment in a must-win game. Mike McDaniel, who right now, he has shown signs the last couple weeks of adjusting, and that comes with the running game. Have they abandoned it too early in games in the fourth quarter? I don't necessarily agree with that, because I think it makes sense what Mike McDaniel has said in the past a few weeks ago, where, okay, they're running the ball well, and now teams are making adjustments, and they're stacking the box, so we could either stick with the running game, or we could do what we're built for, which is pass the ball, so you could do, you either stick with what they're trying to take away, or you could do the thing that you're really good at, maybe better than everyone else at. I kind of want to do that. And then on top of it, you know, big game situations, fourth quarter. Do I want the ball in the hands of Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson? Or do I want the ball in the hands, you know, to a lesser extent, Tua? But do I want the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? I, I, I want the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So... I don't have so much of a problem with the abandoning of the running game in the fourth quarter, but you're going to find out about Mike McDaniel. Is there a new wrinkle? Is there something else he could do this weekend? He's got a full week of preparing with Teddy Bridgewater. We're going to find out about Teddy Bridgewater. We're going to find out about our favorite little football team this weekend. Not just how this team responds to a four-game skid, but we're going to find out how they respond to, obviously, the news about Tua. All right? We're going to find out about responding in a huge spot, a game that you have to win. And we're going to find out how this team comes out after dealing with terrible news about Tua and his future. You're going to find out about this team this weekend. Who's going to be the guy that steps up? I'm not worried about the guy stepping up on offense, all right? And there's only so much you could ask Teddy Bridgewater to do. I'm not worried about Tyreek. I'm not worried about Jalen Warren. I know those guys are going to bring it. Who's going to be the guy that steps up on the defensive side? This Patriot offense sucks. Sucks. Mac Jones, as bad a starting quarterback you've ever seen. He sucks. By the way, has anyone seen Mac Jones and Grayson Allen in the same room? Has anyone seen them? This is as dirty a quarterback you've ever seen. Quarterback's not only dirty. Mac Jones, dirty. A dirty player. As dirty a quarterback you've ever seen. What's this defense going to do against a putrid Patriots offense and against a starting quarterback who doesn't belong as a starting quarterback? Who's going to be the guy on defense that steps up? Bradley Chubb? I was hoping we were going to get the Bradley Chubb game a couple weeks ago. I was dead wrong about it. Didn't get it. Is it going to be Xavier Howard? Xavier Howard's been picked on, man. Xavier Howard going to make a big play. 
Can he come up with a big interception? Can he come up with a big strip uh, uh, strip tackle? The things that Xavier Howard's been known to do. How about Christian Wilkins, who's been fantastic? Does he come up with the big play? What about Jalen Phillips? Things have opened up for Jalen Phillips, I believe, over the last month because of Bradley Chubb's presence. Do we get another one of those big strip sacks like you got in the Buffalo game? They couldn't hang on, but we're going to get that again from Jalen Phillips. I'm not worried about who steps up on the offensive side. I'm worried about who's going to step up on the defensive side. Who's going to be your boy this weekend? That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about, right? Who's going to be your boy on the Dolphins' defensive side of the ball? Now, are you worried about Bridgewater? Yeah. But here's the reality, all right? Teddy Bridgewater is still far superior a quarterback than Mac Jones. A lot of these games, especially the super meaningful ones, which quarterback do you trust more? Well, you got Teddy Bridgewater, you got Mac Jones. Which quarterback do you trust more? And the fact of the matter is, Teddy Bridgewater is a far superior quarterback to Mac Jones. One of them has had success in this league, and the other one sucks. One of them is Teddy Bridgewater, and the other one is the dirtiest quarterback you've ever seen in Mac Jones. So, yeah, you're not happy that Tua's out this weekend, but you still win the quarterback battle by a landslide. And that's not a small thing. The two games... Look, and Bridgewater's due for a good performance. The two games that Bridgewater has played, they were against really good teams. Bengals and Vikings. I know like he started the Jets game, he was out after one play. The Bengals game, he came in in the first quarter, whatever it was, uh, and he played the full game against the Vikings. So like, the two games that he's played essentially the full game were against really good teams. I mean, one of them's 11-4, the Bengals. The other one's 12-3, the Vikings. Bridgewater's due for a really good game. The two games he's played before, really good teams. The team he's playing this weekend sucks. So I've been, I've been worried about this all week because Bridgewater has, has not been what you brought him here for. If you're a good backup quarterback, and you would think that Bridgewater is a really good backup quarterback. If you're a good backup quarterback, you win half the games that, you, that you're counted on. You know, like if you start four games, go two and two. Like last year, uh, Jacoby Brissett, 0-4, sucks. If you're a good backup quarterback, you split the games. And Bridgewater has not gotten them a win yet this year. He's due. And he's due for a good performance. He has a resume. He's a, he's a good quarterback. He's due this weekend. So the more and more I thought about it, the little better I'm thinking. Although, good poll question for today. What makes you feel better about... that? Maybe I should make this a poll. What makes you feel better about the Dolphins' chances this weekend? That... Bridgewater is due for a win, or that this Patriot team sucks. Maybe we'll do something like that. But when it comes to Bridgewater, just do your job, man. It's what you're brought here for. If you needed to play, and we all knew he would, you know, uh, the greatest indicator of the future is the past when it comes to injuries. And you knew that Bridgewater was going to have to play. You knew that Tua was going to miss time. Just do your job, Teddy. Before the season began, if you needed Bridgewater to win a game against 
a bad team with one of the worst quarterbacks, would you feel good about that setup? Would that be a scenario that you would be interested in? Because that's where you are right now. If you were told before the season started, you need Teddy Bridgewater to win you one game to get to the playoffs. It's against a team that's not any good. And the other team's quarterback sucks. Sucks. Go out there, do your job. You'd feel good about that scenario, right? So the more and more I've thought about it this week, the better I feel. Two sleeps away. Two sleeps away. So the Heat, they begin their five-game trip tonight. They uh, Kyle Lowry is on the trip. We talked about that yesterday. Don't, don't let the self-righteous writers, the guys who cover the team, don't let these guys make you feel bad that you, you want Kyle Lowry to play. That you, you understand that there's personal issues, but you want him to get out there and play. Don't let anyone make you feel bad about that. There's a lot of self-righteousness out there. Lowry's on the trip. He should be good to go for tonight, all right? Uh, the Panthers last night, we'll get to them in a little bit as well. Sasha Barkov returned in a very big way. Hattrick in the first period last night. Uh, the Panthers go on to win 7-2. to two. Hey, I want to tell you guys, it's the weekend. I want you all to be safe because it's New Year's. But if you're not feeling good, Doctors on Call 365. That's South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. I love Doctors on Call 365. Two reasons. Number one, I love convenience. And number two, I love feeling better. Oh my God, I hate feeling sick. Dr. Alon, Doctors on Call 365. I had, I mean, it was like the flu, but he tested me. I was negative. I was negative for the flu. I was negative for COVID. And then I reached out to him again the next day. I, I sent him a message. He, he's available. And I was like, I'm, I'm getting killed here. What do I do? Do I just stick with the plan? And he told me exactly what to do. He prescribed me the right medication. And I was good. I was better the next day. All right. In a couple days, it was really rough. But here's the thing. If I'd called my doctor, he'd had an appointment for me next week. No, no, no. I needed to be seen that day. Doctors on call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Now, you're paying out of pocket, but the convenience, oh my God, Medicare acceptance is coming, private insurance acceptance is coming as well. But if you go to the emergency room, not only are you going to wait forever, but what you're paying out of pocket, your copay, it's going to be more than you're paying for doctors on call 365 to come to your home to treat you, to come to your office, wherever you're at. Doctors on call 365.com. Call them, call them if you're not feeling well, 24-7, Phones are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're going to get someone on the phone immediately. You're going to get better so quick, and it's so convenient. You can't put a price on convenience. 786-577-9302. I love Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365.com. All right, so we're just two sleeps away here from, uh, once again, biggest Dolphin game of the season. Dolphins need this one, obviously. Looking to make the post, looking to clinch the postseason this weekend. A Dolphin win, a New York Jet loss in Seattle, and the Dolphins are in the playoffs. We know it's more than likely going to be Teddy Bridgewater. And joining us here, he's got the sidelines this weekend, along with Ian Eagle, Charles Davis. We got Evan Washburn here, Dolphins Patriots this Sunday, NFL on CBS. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here, Evan. And so, uh, first off, I want to start with, have you had the Dolphins yet this season? No, this is rare. So we're getting a good team uh, really late in the season. So we have not seen the Dolphins in person. I feel like we had them a couple times last year. Got down there for training camp, got to meet Mike McDaniel, kind of get a taste of what they were building. Uh, but excited for this one. 
I, I love hearing about the production meetings before the games take place. So you're going to get some time with a bunch of these guys. Uh, you said you met Mike, Mike McDaniel. Are, are you looking forward to getting him in this kind of environment where you get to pick his brain a little bit for the broadcast on Sunday? Absolutely. I mean, my interaction with him was relatively brief, but as you've probably come to know, covering the Dolphins, uh, there's no real brief conversation with Mike McDaniel. He's such a thoughtful right. guy. His answers can uh, – can, can go on and on and on. But we spent some time uh, there in training camp. And, yeah, I, I am excited for the, for the crew. I know Charles has spent some time with them. I don't think Ian's met him before. But for us to get that time in, in a hotel conference room. Now, granted, I wish it was under better circumstances. The, the Tua situation, the fact that they've lost four straight, um, you know, that becomes kind of the, the dominant conversation. Uh, it's not going to probably be as jovial and uh, – and positive as it was in August, but nonetheless, he just, he seems to get it. And he seems to understand uh, the relationship that we're trying to build, what we're trying to do as a broadcast. And um, he embraces it. It's funny. You mentioned how, you know, obviously we know that dude can talk. All right. There, there are no short answers coming from him. And I remember it was a few weeks ago and granted it was just the second national game. The Dolphins had this year. It was the game against the chargers. And so Sunday night football, he he's, he's, uh, I think it was Melissa Stark and she's talking to before the game, you know, she gets the coach before the game and she asked a simple question. And I feel like all the viewers are used to a real quick eight, nine second answer. And he went on. I mean, like, 45 seconds and I remember checking social media afterward and I'm used to it but like everyone thought there's something wrong with this like he's weird there's something wrong with it no he's not weird he's just he seems to be just like a genuinely nice person who likes talking to people yeah it's this odd dichotomy Jonathan where we want so much access and we want to know what these players these coaches are thinking why they're doing what they're doing but we've become so programmed to hear the cliches and the 15 second answers or the 30 second answers that's littered with non-answers that when we get something that might not necessarily be opening the entire book, but has some thought into it, we're all kind of caught off guard and and we don't know how to digest it. (laughs) So my my favorite part is just that, um, that there's now with guys like Mike McDaniel and there's some other coaches in the league too, that, there's more of a palette. It's uh, it's not necessarily the same flavor uh, every time you talk to these guys. How's Belichick before these games? Before, like in terms of a production meeting, or yeah. like literally on the game day, uh, he's yeah. he's what you would expect. I mean, he's incredibly you know respectful for our process, what we're doing. It's for me, and especially for Charles and I, and who've been doing it even longer than I have. You kind of know it. it you kind of it's similar. I scout these meetings like I'm sure players and coaches scout the opponent. I know who I'm going to meet with. I know things that they're open to talking about. I know things that they don't like to talk about. When you've been doing it now, I think this is my ninth year, you kind of have a book on most most coaches, most players, and it's on us to understand that, do our best to get the information we need to have a a, a you know, so thoughtful, fruitful broadcast and and while also not walking into these meetings and making it combative because our deal is this is back-to-back weeks with New England. So you go into a meeting and you try and be Mike Wallace on 60 minutes with a player or coach, then you got to <laughs> see him the next week and you're getting nothing. So you kind of always have to have that long view in mind. It's different in the, in the good ones. And I mean, good ones in terms of coaches and players understand 
our role is different than those of, you know, I'm not sure if you're in those um, press conferences on a daily, weekly basis, but the beat media has an incredible responsibility, which I lean on because that's who I look to throughout the week to, to get sort of the daily updates, but their role is much different than our role. How do you, uh, what are some of your thoughts of what you've seen the last few days with the reaction to Tua? This is obviously a major conversation down here. And what, what, when I'm talking about the reaction, you know, I, I've kind of objected to the whole, you got former players on television who are a million miles away from the situation, a million miles away from the doctors who are there treating Tua, you know, uh, talking about not only should you potentially not play again this year, but you should retire. And I just, you're so, like, I want to trust doctors. I like science. I believe in science. And I'd like to trust doctors. And certainly the doctors where they're treating him. What have you made of some of the, the reaction to, to Tua this week? Well, two things have struck me. And this is also one of the, the going back to what we just talked about, one of the aspects of that, that meeting with, with Mike on, it'll be for us Saturday evening, that I'm really looking forward to because we do get, even deeper clarity on the situation a lot of the times. And specific to your point about others' opinion on what Tua should and shouldn't do, I decided pretty uh, immediately upon doing this job, I have no interest in telling an athlete what they should and shouldn't do or giving my opinion on it. Uh, I, I believe these guys have the right to do whatever they want with their life and their career. And it's a dangerous sport. I understand that. They understand that. I think everything's on the table at this point. So I, I just find it um, unnecessary, at least from my perspective, to, to stand there and be like, this is what you should or shouldn't do uh, when it comes to your career and your future. But what I'm really struck by in the last few days, and, and again, looking forward to talking to Mike about this, and I think it speaks to the Dolphin situation and, and what transpired early in the year and where we are with concussions that after a loss in a pivotal point in the season where they need their starting quarterback they were watching film and identified things that were out of character for Tua whether it was and this is why I think there needs to be a little bit more clarity and hopefully Michael shed a light on it was it his decision making in the game the conversations they were having on the sideline we still haven't I mean, and the fact that he mentioned it. So basically, the coaches diagnosed or were initial in that diagnose, diagnosis process and, and, and pushed to it to get evaluated. Like that to me, I, I'd never heard something like that ever happen um, in the NFL the day after where there wasn't sort of a glaring moment or play. And, and that's really what I'm walking away from, at least this process and, and this situation, thinking most about. You know, it, you you look like you're probably a similar age as I am. And something else that I was talking about earlier this week on the show, when I was growing up, I wasn't allowed to play tackle football growing up, right? And, you know, young Jewish boy, his, his Jewish parents were not allowed to play tackle football. So I played basketball and baseball. But I, I wasn't allowed to play tackle football. And the main thing we were afraid of was spinal cord injuries. No one talked about head injuries back then. It was all spinal cord injuries. You got images of Chase Utley and, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Utley, and Dennis Bird, and, you know, being carried off the field, and it was the spinal cord and the paralysis, and now it's like, we don't talk about that at all anymore. It's all 
the head injuries is what everyone is concerned with. And it's like the spinal cord injuries haven't gone away. They're few and far between, thank God. But it's so interesting how the science has come along where, wow, we did not talk about head injuries at all when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm 38 for context. Uh, I did play tackle football in high school. I played lacrosse my entire life, played in college. So I love physical sports. I love contact. Uh, I'm a big believer in, you know, the value of not just sports, but some of the, the challenging ones physically. But I obviously uh, am a huge believer in, in it being taught correctly. And I think you're right. And, and I think that that came up, obviously, with, with Tua's situation in the Bills game and how that was diagnosed. And, and yeah, I, I see it on a weekly basis, not just in the lead up to these games, but in the games themselves. I mean, that, that's really where I think as a sideline reporter, not just your value to the broadcast, but the context that I walk away from each week with that I don't think anyone else can have as I see the collisions. I mean, you literally feel them when you're on that field. And some of the things these guys are playing through, overcome, or are forced to leave games with outside of the concussions, to me, are are obviously jarring. But it just adds to my level of respect for the player and going back to the previous point their desire to to fight through and 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 deal with the physical adversity knowing what it's going to do for them down the road uh, I just think that that's part of what makes these 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 folks special that's one of the things that's so that I also object to when it comes to commentary around Tua and that he should retire where this dude's been working his entire life to get to this point, to be the 1% of the 1%. And he's probably less than a year away from getting the huge quarterback payday. Like, stop telling Tua what to do. Yeah, I, look, I, I think there's there's so many layers to this, Jonathan, where it at one point it might not be in Tua's hands. But I'm with you for the most part that it's not on it's not on us and those that don't know him and aren't with him on a daily basis and talking to his doctors talking to his family talking to his those that are close to him about what he should do but look man you, you've been in this business i imagine long enough to know that at times part of the part of the secret sauce is to make statements like that so that then we can come back and say <laughs> oh you shouldn't make statements like that Finally here, Evan, uh, and again, Evan Washburn uh, with Charles Davis, Ian Eagle, Dolphins, Patriots, NFL on CBS this Sunday. Have you had to deal on the sidelines with any of the weather the last couple of weeks? I was in New England last week, uh, so this is back-to-back Patriot games. But last week, was it was real. I mean, like I mentioned, I think, you know, this is eight or nine years of this, so part of the deal is weather, whether it's extreme heat, uh, rain, uh, cold. Uh, wind, snow, I, I've seen it all. Last week was was tough. It's all about how you, if you know going into it that it's going to be bad, you can prepare as best you can. But as a man who makes their living with their voice, you can respect that the cold's probably the most challenging because your jaw starts to, starts to freeze uh, or get so cold and numb. And as a sideline reporter, you might go 15 minutes without saying anything on the air. So you might talk or have words with somebody who's around you, but you have to, it's like almost ignite this engine. And I've had early on and I, you fight it is, I mean, you sound like you've had a few down there. It's like, <laughs> well, guys, yeah, yeah. Cause you're and So that's, 
he talked about the conditions. That's the one that, that fights it or that you have to fight. Um, and, and last week, last week was that for sure. But I, I actually, I will say this, I, I kind of enjoy when the conditions are so severe, extreme in one way or the other, whether it's heat, cold, rain, because it adds a, a light. like I'm in the, we're in the drama business of the three hour window we're broadcasting. And if the weather becomes a character, I think it adds to the experience for the viewer, yeah. the experience for us, and the memory of the game. Yeah. Uh, great job, Evan. I appreciate you spending some time with us here this morning. Have fun at the game this weekend. Thanks so much. Yeah, this is fun. Anytime, man. Thanks. Great job there by Evan Washburn. Of course, everybody knows that all guests that appear on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Look at this hat. What a great hat. European roots of the Caribbean sold. You start your weekend with a refreshing German lager in a can. Matter of fact, I'm out of my most recent six-pack of Johnny Cuba right after we're done with the show today. I'm going out. I'm picking myself up a new one. You got holiday specials. You got a Sedano's near you, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. You got one of them near you. You go on out right after you get done listening to Zaslow Show 2.0. You go pick yourself up a six-pack of Johnny right there. Johnny Cuba, I'm telling you, it's delicious. Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Applies to all of us here. Don't forget about that, especially going into the holiday weekend. So, uh, real good job there. Again, Evan Washburn, thanks for joining us. Appreciate that. Uh, like I said earlier, the Heat tonight, they begin a five-game trip. The Heat are in Denver tonight. You kind of luck out because usually it feels like the Denver game is always the second night of a back-to-back and flying west to east and the time difference. It's a disaster. Uh, that's not the case now. Now it is uh, during a stretch of three games and four nights, but it's the first night of a back-to-back. Tomorrow's in Utah. So you got Denver tonight, Utah tomorrow. Split those games. Then the start of next week, Clippers and Lakers. Split those two games. And then that puts you into a scenario next week where the final game of this five-game trip is in Phoenix. Now it's Struggle City right now for Phoenix. No Devin Booker. He's out indefinitely, so you would put yourself in a spot where if you split the first two and then you split the next two games in Los Angeles, you could have a winning road trip. That's how you got to look at it. So this is a back-to-back here, and it's the only back-to-back. The schedule's pretty favorable next week because Monday it's at the LA Clippers, Wednesday at the Lakers, and then Friday Phoenix. So split these two tonight. Hell, if you get this game tonight, you're going to feel real good about this road trip. I, I I don't expect the Heat to get this game tonight. Very difficult, okay? Denver, are they still first? Uh, they're second right now. Second in the West. Well, they're tied for first. New Orleans and Denver. I love this Western Conference, man. Look at the top three. How cool is this? New Orleans, Denver, Memphis. I love that, man. And all three of those teams are easy to watch, easy to root for. Uh, New Orleans, I'm, I'm a fan, man. When it gets to the postseason, I will be rooting for the Pelicans. I really think any of those three teams can wind up coming out of the West. Now, I, I, I think the whoever winds up winning the West, severe disadvantage because the Eastern teams are, like, those are the heavyweights. Boston, maybe even Brooklyn, although I, I don't believe, I don't believe at all that Brooklyn gets out of the Eastern Conference. I'd be surprised to see them get out of the second round because right now as it shapes up, like, I mean, think about this. Brooklyn, who does not defend, and, and they won 10 in a row. You got to give them credit. And Durant's playing fantastic. And when they say, hey, we're just focused on basketball right now, that means Kyrie Irving has been told to shut the hell up. That's what we're only focused on basketball right now means. But 
it doesn't take away like that team, a team with Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're gonna win a lot of regular season games. But when he gets to the playoffs and you're playing a great team every night, yeah, they're not good enough. Uh, but Boston, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, those are heavyweights. The Eastern Conference is going to be a serious favorite in the NBA Finals. But I, I love what the top three in the West looks like. I love it. New Orleans, Denver, Memphis, really cool stuff. All right, before we get to Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football, he's going to help us with our fantasy football championship weekend, right? You got to get ready. Week 17 began last night. Cowboys beat the Titans 27-13. But you'd probably say to yourself, Zazla, you know, we're like, we're like 45 minutes into the show already. And I'm still left here wondering. I got to know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? That's right. Big game, not a big game. That's how we do it every Friday here on Zaslow Show 2.0. We tell you what you got to be paying attention to. And I'm going to tell you something. Starting with today, major sports weekend. All right. Big game, not a big game. We start out tonight, Friday, 7.30, ESPN Plus. Your Florida Panthers at the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are awesome. But... One of the Hurricanes' six regulation losses this year. That's right, the Hurricanes, I think they're like 23-6-6. Six six. They're awesome. One of their regulation losses this year are the Florida Panthers. It wasn't too long ago. Uh, I think it was early this month. Early this month or maybe it was last month. Panthers beat the Hurricanes 3 nothing. All right. But the Hurricanes, first place in the Metropolitan Division, 23-6-6, six six, 52 points. The Panthers are eight points back. Of the second playoffs, a uh, second wild card spot. Terrible. Panthers 16, 16, and 4. Four games under 500. Terrible. But last night, Sasha Barkov returned. Aaron Ekblad returned, which, by the way, I was talking about my son last night. Like, is Aaron Ekblad washed? He, he looks terrible. I don't know, maybe he came back from injury too early. Maybe just too many injuries. He, he is not the same player. I'm very worried about Aaron Ekblad. But Barkov returned last night. Radko Gudis, the butcher, he returned last night. But Barkov made his presence felt early on, man. A hat trick in the first period. And the Panthers go on to smoke Montreal last night, 7-2. But tonight, hey, second night of a back-to-back. Are are the Panthers going to be playing after this Christmas break? Are they going to be playing with a renewed sense of urgency, a renewed desperation? We'll find out tonight. And that's why Panthers at Hurricanes, that's a big game. Got to find out what this team's about now, all right? This this is it. Got to do it. No more time to waste. All right, tonight, 8 p.m., Fox, WWE SmackDown. That's right. Now, you may be saying to yourself, Zazzle, it's just a regular episode. Why, why would SmackDown be, be a big game? SmackDown's a big game because they're treating this tonight like it's a pay-per-view. They have... No, well, actually, they call them premium live events now. They're treating this like it's a premium live event. They don't have a premium live event in December this year. The next one is Royal Rumble. Oh, my God, Royal Rumble the best. The next one is Royal Rumble. But tonight, they're treating this like December's premium live event. The main event, besides that, Ronda Rousey is defending her title against Raquel Rodriguez. And I can tell you, they fought last night for the title. At the WWE Live House show that we went to at FTX Arena. And I'm I'm very critical of Ronda Rousey. I thought she looked excellent last night. I thought it was a very good match between her and Raquel Rodriguez. So that's a precursor to tonight. I think you're going to get a great match. All right. So besides that you have that tonight, 
you got the return of John Cena. They're calling him the greatest of all time. Michael Cole, take it down a notch, all right? But you got Kevin Owens and John Cena teaming up against Sami Zayn and the Tribal Chief, the universal, undisputed WWE champion, Roman Reigns. Owens and Cena versus Reigns and Zayn. This could be freaking awesome. I'm very excited about that. That's a big game. Uh, Tonight's a huge sports night. Tonight, 9 p.m., Bally Sports Sun, your Miami Heat are at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are tied for first place in the Western Conference. The Heat, they're a game over 500, and for the first time this year, they've crept into the top six in the Eastern Conference. Can the Heat start this road trip off right? Heat at Nuggets. That's a big game. I told you, man, this is a huge sports night. Let's move on to tomorrow. Saturday, 12 p.m., ESPN. The number five ranked team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide, take on number nine, Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. Now, this is not a playoff game. It is the Sugar Bowl, but because it's not a playoff game, you can't have non-playoff games on the same day as playoff games and me tell you that it's a big game. Alabama, Kansas State, Sugar Bowl, not a big game. No, no, no. I'll be watching, but not a big game. Saturday, 4 p.m., ESPN. Number three, TCU against number two, Michigan. The Fiesta Bowl. It's a playoff semifinal. I always like rooting for Michigan. I've always liked Michigan going back to, obviously, my dog, Glenn Rice, National Championship 1988, but also the Michigan Fab Five teams, Chris Webber, Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson. You know what I'm talking about. So I've always liked Michigan, and of course, fuck Ohio State. Number three, TCU. Number two, Michigan. Fiesta Bowl. It's a college football semifinal playoff. That's a big game. How about Saturday, 8 p.m.? It's New Year's Eve. ESPN. Whoa, a great slate of games ESPN's got. Number four, Ohio State. Fuck them. Against number one, Georgia. The Peach Bowl. It's a college football semifinal playoff game. Uh, Georgia's a six and a half point favorite. I don't, I I feel like they're going to roll Ohio State. So obviously rooting for, well, see, here's the funny I would say I'm rooting for Georgia because, you know, Ohio State. And obviously I'm rooting for Michigan. But don't you, like, can you imagine a Michigan-Ohio State national championship? All right, I think we're doing it. I think I'm telling you right here. I just talked it out. I'm rooting for Ohio State. Yeah, I'm rooting for Ohio State tomorrow because I want the Michigan-Ohio State national championship game. Yeah, I'm rooting for Ohio State just this one time. Ohio State, Georgia, Peach Bowl. That's a big game. Finally, I got one more for yes. Sunday, 1 p.m., CBS, Miami Dolphins, your favorite football team, at the New England Patriots. You got Teddy Bridgewater, who's super due. He's got a week's worth of practice. He's capable. And you got the New England Patriots, who stink, and Mac Jones, who's Dirty as hell. And he sucks. It's on the line here, man. The Dolphins can clinch. Dolphin win, jet loss in Seattle. And the Dolphins are in the postseason. They control their own destiny. Dolphins at Patriots. Going to find out about your favorite football team this weekend. That's a big game. And that right there is another addition 
a big game or not a big game. Wow. Wow. What a slate of games we got this weekend. I'm very excited. If you're looking for a place to watch these games, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. That's my spot for Dolphins games. NFL Sunday ticket. They got you covered. Hey, if you're looking for some great Irish food, we're talking fish and chips. How about Mahi Tacos? How about Shepherd's Pie? I know that's not uh, Irish food, the Mahi Tacos. I'm just saying. Shepherd's Pie. I love Shepherd's Pie. The world's greatest upscale dive bar. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You can check it out on Twitter, at Briny Pub Pompano. You got live music every single night, including tomorrow night, New Year's Eve. Live music every single night. NFL Sunday, ticket on the weekend. I watch Dolphins games there. I'll be there Sunday for Dolphins, Patriots. Real easy to find the Briny, okay? Atlantic Boulevard all the way east to the ocean. But don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny. Free parking. They'll validate your tag, all right? So park right behind the Briny, and you don't have to pay anything. That's right. Briny Irish Pub Pompano. Briny Hour, every weeknight, including tonight, 4 to 7 p.m. All kinds of drinks, specials, craft beer on tap. Briny Irish Pub, that's my spot. And again, world's greatest upscale dive bar. It's Friday here on Zazlo Show 2.0. You know what that means as all guests on Zazlo Show 2.0 are brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Look, it's the weekend. What better way to get it started than a six-pack of Johnny Cuba? Go grab yourself a Johnny we're talking European roots of the Caribbean soul lifestyle brand. Start your weekend with a refreshing German lager in a can. You got holiday specials for six packs right now. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Remember, always drink responsibly. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Joining us here, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert, as he joins us every Friday here on Zaslow Show 2.0. We are... We're in, I guess we're in the final week of fantasy football, right? Because we, we don't want to extend this to week 18, right? Jamie, like, do you, do you know of leagues that do week 18? There are some, uh, Zaza, and I think you see uh, a few leagues have started to do the two-week championship, you know, to avoid some of the pitfalls. I don't like that. that. Do, you, do you like the two-week? I don't like that. I, I, I don't. Uh, but, you know, think about where we are right now for week 17. You just went through a Thursday night game without Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard. You have a situation where, um, you know, the, the Raiders are, you know, getting rid of Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams may be in a tough spot. You know, so there's an, uh, a few scenarios that are creeping up in week 17 already. So, you know, if you if you want to sort of eliminate some of those pitfalls, you know, maybe you do that or maybe just go back to the uh, old format of playing the championship in week 16. But no, I would prefer just to have a one week, one game championship in week 17. So who, based on fantasy football playoffs, I know you're in a bunch of leagues and certainly you talk to everybody who have been a couple of the players this year in fantasy football who, you know, there's always a couple of guys where if you got this player on your team, you're going to win your league. And the reason being, because this was a guy, you got the, the amazing value, like week nine, week 10, and he's performing the way a first round pick or a second round pick would like who, who are those guys this year who whatever team had those guys, they're likely deep in their fantasy playoffs. Um, you know, not necessarily looking at where some of the last few weeks have been, you know, for example, like a Tony Pollard, you know, you got him with a mid round pick and he was fantastic. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has been struggling, but he helped a lot of people win a lot of fantasy weeks. Um, Damian Pierce was a guy early in the season, you know, the way that he performed for the, for the Texans lately, it's been, you know, like Cam Makers was dropped in, in a lot of leagues because of how miserable the beginning of his season was and how he's closing right now. 
Um, Jerry Judy, you know, with the way that he's closing the season right now. Christian Watson uh, is another one of those receivers. Maybe Drake London, you know, with how he's performed. Uh, Zay Jones has been a very good find, you know, off the waiver wire. Um, the tight end has been obviously all over the place, but, you know, Tyler Higby has sort of had a little resurgence lately. Um, Dawson Knox was dropped after, you know, the beginning part of the season. He's performed well lately, you know, so it kind of goes in pockets. You know, I like to say that, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, which guy, which guys can you find that can help you, you know, for a four to five week stretch if they're not superstars. And, you know, we've certainly had a, a lot of those type of players, which is always good to have. Good to and find. who who have been some of the guys who, who have just been, they've been the killers, you, you know, the the high draft picks where, if this guy was on your team, it, it screwed your whole season. Uh, quarterbacks, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, you know, those are probably the three biggest culprits. Oh, Wilson for sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson was terrible. Um, Lamar Jackson with the injury, but he was struggling even before then. Uh, the running back position, the, the the number one pick, Jonathan Taylor, you know, injuries and poor play. Obviously, the whole team fell apart. Um Wide receiver, there was a lot of guys, DJ Moore, Michael Pittman, uh, two guys, you know, they got a lot of hype and, and certainly struggled. Cortland Sutton as a result of of Russell Wilson's failures. Um, Mark Andrews, unfortunately, just been an absolute dud. Uh, Mike Evans as well, you know, just lack of touchdowns. You know, you're counting on those guys to score touchdowns, and when they don't do it, the numbers that they put up along with that are just been really frustrating. So there's there's a lot of guys, you know, it, it's it, we're at the point, you know, for what I do, uh, you know, we're already starting to look ahead to the next season and, you know, which are the guys that you're going to hopefully avoid. And how do you avoid those pitfalls? You know, that's the, those are the type of players we're looking at, you know, age, situation, you know, free agency, draft, what's coming up. So, you know, we're at that point in the season now. Too. So so right now, you know, you're, you're starting to look ahead. What do we do with Tua? Uh, well, what do the Dolphins do with Tua? You know, I think that's a big question. You know, so assuming he comes back and he's healthy and, you know, no concerns, I think you treat him as a low-end starting quarterback. You know, prior to the, the game last week, I, I just was messing around and I – I, I tweeted out my rankings for quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know, just basically looking at uh, a list of how the guys have finished this year. And I think he w- was around 10. Um, you know, I think you lower the expectations a little bit, you know, just seeing how what happens is offseason. But anytime you have a, a player like that who showed you the upside, you know, the 50 point game against the, the Ravens and a lot of 20 point games along the way. When he has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and, you know, a play caller like this, you got to be excited. So, you know, I, I hope he has a good offseason. I hope he's the Dolphins starter next year. I hope everything is healthy and, and he's good to go and they maybe get some tweaks on the offensive line. And so, you know, I think there's just still just so much to like and so much potential. But, you know, I, I think he kind of goes into that second tier of, of number one guys where there's there's some question marks. And it's such a deep position that he may not even get drafted as a starter. So we'll just see how things shake out. What about Tyree Kill? Is Justin Jefferson number one, Tyree Kill number two? Um, I, I don't want to say that for sure. Des- Jefferson is definitely number one. Tyreek's going to be in the top five. It's just a matter of, you know, does Cooper Cup get Matthew Stafford back for sure? And everything is good to go there. Um, you know, you're seeing obviously, you know, some some guys that are still Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams, what happens with his quarterback situation. But it's hard to overlook what Tyreek Hill has done. You just have, you, you always see this um, uh, when a guy switches teams, gets that first year bump. And then what happens the next year? You know, he's not getting younger, obviously, Tyree Kill. And, you know, for a guy that relies so much on his speed, if he loses a step, he could be in trouble. So he's still going to be worth drafting as a, as a number one receiver. It's just a matter of will he be top five or, or, you know, top seven or eight. All right, let's do it here, Jamie. Dolphins, Patriots, what do you got? I'm nervous, man. You know, I mean, the fact that it's Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I, I think you yep. still trust Tyree Kill. The numbers when Bridgewater played, you know, it wasn't always full game situations, but uh, Tyreek Hill's numbers in that game against the Bengals and the game against the Vikings were fantastic. So he's just too good to avoid. 
Uh, Waddle goes from, you know, borderline number one guy to still a number two receiver. So his numbers were, were a little frustrating with Teddy. But, you know, you factor in the matchup, you factor in weather, you factor in, you know, Belichick and, and how he just, you know, operates. And so it's just a, a downgrade across the board when, when Tua's not there. I'm hands off the running backs at this point. You know, the fact that they were rotating series, you know, at least based on last week, it's tough to trust. And the Patriots run defense has been good. So this is going to be, I think, an ugly game fantasy-wise. You know, for really, it's for me, really, it's, it's uh, Tyree Kill and Ramondre Stevenson and kind of avoid the rest if you can. Do you think Mac Jones is the Patriots quarterback next year? I'd be surprised, but obviously, you know, that's a stubborn franchise and, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, there's going to be some, some names that I'm sure that are intriguing to them from everybody from Tom Brady. If he wanted a reunion, which I'd be surprised, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to probably be set free. Uh, Derek Carr is not going to be, you know, on the market and, you know, we'll see what happens with the draft, but you know, with, with how everything is shaken out with Mac Jones and just how he seems like to be very much like a baby. You know, I, I, I think you'll appreciate this as a, as a basketball guy. The Grayson Allen comparison, absolutely. You know, how, absolutely, how things are unfolding there, you know. So, um, it, it's it's tough to say that that's the guy you want as the face of your franchise. And I think at some point, you know, uh, I don't know if it'll ha- ever happen, but Robert Kraft may have to step in and say, "I know you're the greatest coach of all time, or, or in the conversation, Bill." But you know, some of the decisions post Brady have been a little bit tough to trust. The offensive coordinator situation, you know, and, and and maybe trusting Mac Jones. And so, you know, they may have to make a make a decision there from from an organization standpoint that he's just not the guy. Let's look. Let's look at the games uh, with playoff implications, especially pertaining to the Dolphins, Jets, and Seahawks. That's uh, the the afternoon slate of games on Sunday. What do we like? I like the Jets with Mike White back. You know, I mean, their offenses certainly look much better. You know, so I don't want to automatically say that everybody's fixed, but you know, Garrett Wilson. Every time it's been anybody but Zach Wilson, you go back to the beginning of the season when it was Joe Flacco, his numbers were great. You know, so with Mike White also. So he's a must-start guy. Uh, I actually kind of think Elijah Moore falls in the sleeper category because of how things work with Mike White. You know, he's a short, underneath type of quarterback. And the fact that uh, Elijah Moore plays in the, in the slot, I like him better than, than Corey Davis, for example, but not a must-start guy. And then Bam Knight, I think, gets back into consideration as a starter for two reasons. One, the the offense being just better. Uh, two, the Seahawks are so bad against opposing running backs. So I think he's in the flex number two running back range. I'm concerned a little bit about Seattle. You know, this Jets defense has been great. Uh, Gino's been struggling a little bit lately. We'll see if Tyler Lockett plays. That can sway some things. But you're still starting DK Metcalf. You're still starting Kenneth Walker. Uh, you got on on Sunday night football, Steelers and Ravens were flexed. I understand the game has significance to it. Pittsburgh still has a chance to get a playoff spot. Uh, Baltimore is trying to hang on to that number five playoff spot. Well, I guess they're also still trying to win the win the division. But, man, from a fantasy perspective, uh, these are two teams that can't move the ball, Jamie. The Ravens, for sure. You know, with, with Lamar Jackson trending in the direction of not playing again, you know, Tyler Huntley's been awful, so he's been bad for Mark Andrews. The run game has still been somewhat decent. You know, so last week he got 99 yards rushing out of Gus Edwards, but J.K. Dobbins was bad. The two games prior to that, J.K. Dobbins was good, but the Steelers' run defense the last two weeks has been fantastic. So I think those guys are more flex plays than they are must-start options. Uh, Najee Harris has been, you know, good, but again, you're talking about a really good run defense since they've gotten Roquan Smith. So uh, really for me, this is a, this is a game I would like to avoid. Uh, Deontay Johnson has been bad with Kenny Pickett by comparison to Mitchell Trubisky and Mark Andrews has been an absolute disaster with Tyler Huntley. So if you can avoid all the guys in this game, I think that's a smart move. We're keeping an eye as Dolphin fans, Chargers and Rams. What do you like there? You know, I, I think for the Chargers, you know what you're getting. You know, the two must-start guys are easily Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. They've been fantastic, you know, coming off big games. You know, Eckler's got a little bit of a knee injury, but should be fine. 
Uh, Mike Williams is still worth starting, but he's probably going to see the most of Jalen Ramsey, so that could be a tough situation for him. And then Justin Herbert's numbers haven't been great, but it's hard to get away from somebody like him with his potential. So he's still a starter, but you know, as opposed to being a top five guy, he's more of just a top ten guy. The other side of the ball, give the Rams some credit. You know, despite everything that's happened to them and and how bad the season has been, Baker Mayfield's been good for them. So uh, Cam Akers has worked his way back into a must start guy, and Tyler Higby, same thing, just based on the position that he plays. So those are the only two Rams that I like, but I think they're definitely worth starting. Fantasy football fans are, are certainly very interested in San Francisco and Vegas. Uh, so w- with the quarterback change in Vegas, you know, between Jacobs, uh, Devontae Adams, like it, it's, it's not necessarily good news there. So what do we think? It's hard to get away from Jacobs. You know, I, I just wonder if based on A, the matchup, because the 49ers run defense is amazing, B, the quarterback situation. And see, and this is, these are things to look at. You know, it's not always, you know, something that's on the forefront of your mind, but which guys are chasing records or, you know, milestones. And he is right now the leading rusher in the NFL. But as we know, the guy that's chasing him did not play Thursday night in Derrick Henry. So does that mean he sees the quarterback situation that he's a free agent in the offseason? So he may not want to get hurt. Does he say to Josh McDaniels, you know what? I was, uh, you know, kind of a. Uh, not a not, not a nice player to you uh, in, in in you know avoiding the obscenities um, to you last week. You know why don't you just bench me in this game? And so I, I'm a little bit nervous about Jacobs, but if he plays, you play him. Uh, Adams goes from a clear must start guy to more of a borderline starter in two receiver leagues. You're definitely starting in three receiver leagues, and I would try to avoid Darren Waller as well. Again, tough matchup on top of the quarterback change. So it's bad news for the Raiders across the board. Obviously, for the 49ers, you're starting all your main guys. Finally, one more here, uh, Jamie. Monday night football. Uh, you can have fantasy football championship games coming down to Bills and Bengals, which is also the only game this week between two teams with a winning record. What do you got? Can't wait for that one. You know, I, I think every NFL fan should be looking forward to that game. You know, so it could be a preview of the AFC championship game, you know, and, and two teams that have clearly been just awesome this season. So hopefully a lot of points. You know, it sounds uh, it sounds like you should get, you know, no weather concerns as well. So Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, must start guys, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, must start guys. Joe Mixon must start guy. Then it just comes to, down to, you know, can you trust Gabe Davis, you know, more of a number three receiver? Uh, the Bills running backs tough to trust. So more flex plays with Devin Singletary being the better of the two. Tyler Boyd's always going to be in that, you know, low end number three wide receiver conversation. But I just hope we get that shootout that we're expecting. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow put up a lot of points and hopefully push some of those fantasy championships in the, in the right direction on Monday night. Excellent job as always, Jamie. Uh, I'm sure you, you've kept up a little bit with the news. You know, I certainly keep up with all of that. For folks who don't know, Jamie's cousin, Jesse Eisenberg, was uh, Lex Luthor in the DC universe. And they're they're redoing all of it. You know, they got like new new leadership there. And and they're, they're essentially starting from scratch. Uh, I mean, are you bummed out about that? I'm bummed out about that. I love the story that they were telling there. I would assume it means that your cousin is out as Lex Luthor. Are you bummed about this? Um, I'm not so bummed. I don't think he's bummed. You know, he's got a great show on right now. Fleischman's in trouble on, yeah. on Hulu. If you're checking that out, you know, everybody's uh, loving that one. So, you know, his career is certainly fine. Um, you know, he got a chance to be in, in a, in a superhero movie, play opposite Superman, you know, Henry Cable, Cable, how do you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, for him, he's, he was never really a, a superhero kid growing up, but, you know, I think for all of us, you know, it sounds like you're as excited about it as I am, you know, you get a chance to be in a superhero movie, you know, so that's, that's every kid's dream. Um, I know my kids certainly love seeing their, you know, we call him Uncle Jesse. So seeing Uncle Jesse in there, um, you know, doing that was was awesome. And uh, as a result, my my now 10 year old, but he was uh, three, four at the time um, was on The Tonight Show because he was we Jesse had put a picture up of, of my son Ronan oh. on, uh, on The Tonight Show wearing a, wearing a Superman shirt. Um, so, yeah, we got we got a lot of 
mileage out of it. We got a lot of gifts out of it. He was very generous to my kids at the time. And so um, if, if that's it, that's, that's the end of it. You know, we had a, we had a great run. Do I have it correctly that he legitimately had his head shaved in the scene that Lex Luthor in Arkham Asylum had his head shaved? Was that real? It was a one shot deal. Yeah. They had to, uh, you know, make sure everything was, was right. And it was, um, you know, uh, a professional barber and, you know, he, uh, he rocked, he rocked the bald look for a while. He actually liked it, you know? So, um, he, uh, right after that, he did, uh, the second now you see me movie. Um, and he kept his hair short, you know? So, uh, you know, he, he, he liked, he liked the short look for a while. Very cool. Jamie, tell everyone how they can uh, catch you obviously leading up to all of Sunday's action. CBS Sports HQ, it's our 24-hour streaming network, you know, so we have you covered all throughout the week as well, but uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, it's our 10 a.m., it's our uh, our Fantasy Football Today show. We got you covered with all the uh, gambling news that you need, the fantasy news that you need, and, you know, helping people win a lot of money in a, in a crucial time, so, and we'll be going next week, too, and, and, and our network's always going all the time, you know, with, with all the NFL coverage, but uh, we have you covered all the way through the end of the regular season for fantasy. Awesome. Great job, Jamie. Yeah. And, and like like we said, most people's fantasy championship is this week, but we'll, we'll kind of put a nice little bow on things uh, and, and we'll do it again next week, probably for the final time of the season. Sound good? Sounds great, bud. Awesome, Jamie. Thank you, pal. Be good. You got it. You too. So hopefully you were able to get some help there from Jamie. If you still need to get a hold of him, if you got some more questions, if you didn't cover what you're looking for there at Jamie Eisenberg on social media, it's Jamie with a Y at Jamie Eisenberg. All right. Really fun stuff today. I'm a great sports week. I already did big game, not a big game, all right? It's a great sports weekend. Tomorrow is packed, and tonight, you got Panthers, you got Heat, you got uh, a huge WWE SmackDown show tonight. I'm very into this weekend. All right, and again, make sure everybody, you gotta stay safe. Last show of the year. We're doing it still real to me tomorrow, but last Zaslow show 2.0, and then we're starting things uh, uh, fresh on Monday. We'll be into January Let's do big deal or not a big deal. Come on now. All right. Big deal, not a big deal. The last one of the year. Oh, my God. I'm so sentimental. Big deal, not a big deal. Detroit Pistons, Killian Hayes. We know a couple nights ago, uh, a very dirty play by Mo Wagner where he bumped him into the bench. And then Killian Hayes came back and cold cocked him in the back of the neck. Looked like he knocked him out. And you knew there was going to be suspensions. Well, 11 players have been suspended. Eight of them from the Magic, they're going to get... Uh, the suspensions are going to be staggered, not all in one game. Otherwise, you're not going to have enough guys to play. And I guess he had three guys suspended from the Pistons, including Killian Hayes, of course, who got three games. I'm stunned. I thought it was ten games easy. But look, if you come up, you step foot off the bench, which is what guys like Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Franz Wagner, the brother... They stepped off the bench. They get suspended for a game. So if you step off the bench, you get suspended for a game. If you punch a guy out in the back of the head, you get three games. That that does not seem proportionate. I'm stunned that he got just three games. So that's a big deal. I, I don't know what's going on there as far as the disciplinary is concerned. I think Joe Dumar is in charge of that stuff. People are like, oh, but it's the Pistons, Joe Dumars. Hey, come on, get get real. Uh, I'm shocked. That's a big deal. Shocked that Killian Hayes got just three games. How about Luka Doncic? Big deal or not a big deal? After last night, another triple-double. Doncic in his last two games has 95 points, 33 rebounds, 23 assists. It's never been done before. That stat line over two games has never happened before. 
That's a big deal. We're watching one of the all-time great players. Can he win in the playoffs? I don't know. He's not the easiest to play with because he's very ball-dominant. But we're watching an all-time player right now in Luka Doncic. That's a big deal. How about the Miami Marlins? Kimming finally woke up from her slumber. She stinks. And the new owner, same as the old owner, Bruce Sherman, sell the team. You cheapskate. The Marlins finally did something in free agency yesterday. They signed Phillies infielder Gene Segura. Two years, $17 million. I think he's 32, 33 years old. He can get on base, hits for a little bit of power. It's fine, whatever. They're going to play him at third base. Not a big deal. Not, not, it's, it's really hard right now to be a Marlins fan. Not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Matthew Kachuk last night? Sasha Barkov obviously getting all the pub. He deserves it. He had a hat trick in the first period. But Matthew Kachuk's first multi-goal game with the Panthers, he had two goals last night. Here's Matthew Kachuk after the game. Matthew, a season-high seven goals for your team. You were responsible for two of those goals. You said that this team needs to play with a sense of desperation. You certainly did that. How do you put this one into words? I don't know. I just thought it was uh, important for us after Christmas just to come back and start stringing together some wins. And uh, the fans were awesome tonight, way better than the Habs fans here. So it was uh, it was good to see that and always good to play here at home. Speaking of the fans, you get the job done in front of a sold-out crowd, over 19,600 fans in attendance to watch this game. How would you describe the role they played? They were loud. They brought us energy, and I think that translated to a lot of goals. So uh, it was awesome to have them. Lastly, several key additions to the lineup tonight, including your captain, Sasha Barkov. How would you describe the way he changes the complexion of the game when he's on the ice? Doesn't get much better. Hat trick in the first period. He's uh, our best player, one of the best in the NHL. So very lucky to be able to play with him and have him on my team. Matthew, thank you. Yep. I love Matthew Kachuk. This season's been a colossal disaster, but not because of Kachuk. I mean, they won that trade. He's been as advertised. He's awesome, and he brings the toughness, the grittiness that this team needed. But uh, they kind of need to stop the puck. Goaltending has been very bad. Defense has not been good. Uh, but the Panthers, you got a chance tonight to get a big win in Carolina. Matthew Kachuk there. That's a big deal. Like I said, he's been as advertised. Finally, one more for you. Big deal or not a big deal? The Heat are in Denver tonight. Duncan Robinson. He's back in the rotation, it seems. He is two three-pointers away from tying Tim Hardaway for the franchise's all-time record. That's a big deal right there. That's no joke, man. Tim Hardaway last played with the Heat in 01. So this is a record that has stood for 21 years. Duncan Robinson is going to surpass him very soon. Hopefully it's tonight. That'd be a good omen for getting a win in Denver. If Duncan can hit three three-pointers, he's two away from tying Tim Hardaway. Duncan Robinson, that's a big deal. Good for you, man. I hope it happens tonight. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. All right. So like I said, make sure you're listening to It's Still Real to Me. We'll be doing it tomorrow. We'll update the entire week, all the big stories in the world of pro wrestling, including a huge WWE SmackDown tonight. Make sure you're listening to that tomorrow. Please stay safe. You know, remember, it's amateur out there for a lot of folks. You want to be careful. Like, huddle up in someone's house. Uh, have You know, order in some food. Bring in the booze. Have, have a party in your home. Like, that's the way to go, man. That's what we're doing tomorrow night. So please stay safe. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Hit me up on social media, at Zaslow Show, at Zaslow J on Instagram. I love you long time. Tell all your friends about the show. Tell your family. Tell your mother I say hello, and we'll talk to you on Monday. We are doing a live show on Monday, all right? 
We're doing shows all throughout next week, but Mondays is going to be a live show, all right? We're going away for a few days, but we're doing a live show on Monday. But like I said, even though I'm going away for a few days, we are going to have shows every single day next week. We'll talk to you on Monday on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.